Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful that you are here with me. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. We are in it together. Yes, we are. And you know, it is so much easier to do things when you're doing it alongside someone else rather than trying to struggle through it alone. And that's what this is about, which is also why when I began this podcast, I'm not even sure when now, (laughs) I started a community space, a place that you can show up into. You will be seen and heard and loved for exactly who you are. And so I invite you to come on by, hang out with me over there. You can learn more about it in the link below or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Now, it has been a hot minute since I have been here. Life has swept me up doing the most beautiful, wonderful things and then also living in that everyday chaos that can be life, those everyday moments of things that you have to tend to, that you have to do, you need to show up for. And it has been wonderful and incredible and challenging, right? Because isn't that life? So what has been happening around here lately? One of the biggest (laughs) challenging things is I was in a technology spiral of losing access to my website, to my email, to my email server provider, and oh my goodness, what a tangled, tangled web it was to figure out what was going on, why these things were happening, how to get access back into them, and all of May was really (laughs) a discovery phase of what is going on. Thankfully, I did figure it out. I am back online. Things are moving and grooving. And oh, it's, I mean, technology can be our best friend and then also our biggest nightmare, right? Where it can challenge us in ways that we don't even know. And there are things with technology that I'm really good at, but then other things feel like a complete and total foreign language to me. And that was a lot of what was going on with the connection of my website to my email and all this other stuff, but somehow I untangled it and we are here. But it did mean that for May, I wasn't able to send out the secret mission for the fairy notes was a little disappointing because I have been doing that now, oh my goodness, since my mom had passed in 2015. And that has been a monthly thing that I have done. And it brings me such joy. And if you are not familiar at all with what the fairy notes are, it is a random act of kindness, I think is the best way to explain it, that you can do through the simplicity of snail mail, which means you can do it from wherever you are. It doesn't take a lot to do. It is so easy, but only take a moment and yet it packs with it the biggest amount of joy and love. And it's incredible how strangers 
can lift each other up. And I think about this often, especially when I think about the different retreats that I have gone to. And sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger than it is to the people that we know dearly, right? Because there is none of that prejudgment. Nobody knows the stories of your past. Nobody is looking at you through that lens. They are seeing you through complete and total face value. And that is what the fairy notes is. So what happens is you know someone going through a hard time and they could just use a little bit of extra TLC and the hard time ranges. Oh my goodness, the nominees that we have gotten, it has been the most incredible range of things that are happening in people's life. And so you can nominate them. And there is this incredible community. And I think it's over 600 people that are in it. I have to go back and check. I haven't looked at the numbers in a while. But the secret mission notes get sent out to this incredible community. And they choose to accept the mission or not. It's entirely up to you. I mean, maybe you're having a crazy busy month and you can't do it. No problem. You know, there is no judgment. Maybe there are six people on the list, but you can only write to two. Amazing. Write to those two. But an email will arrive the first Saturday of every month, and it contains the name and address and a little blurb about what is going on with that person and why they could use these fairy notes. And then that community of people sends a postcard, a note, a little something handwritten just to let them know you're thought about. You're not alone. And even though you're struggling, there is this group surrounding you with love and support. And my goodness, you might think, really? You're going to write to a complete and total stranger and give them support? Yes. (laughs) My goodness, yes. And just think about it. Think about when you are out in the world And you are walking into a store and someone holds the door open for you. And you don't even know that person. But that exchange of kindness, it lifts you up a little bit. It makes you feel good. Or someone sees you maybe struggling to reach something in the supermarket. And they come by and they grab it for you and give it to you. And there is this quick moment where there is kindness. And not with this kindness of expectation of something in return. And that is what is beautiful. Showing up for each other. Being there for one another. And that is what the fairy notes is. And so it is a simple act where those people who are nominated receive this flood of postcards and notes in their mail. And they realize they're not alone. Yeah, life is hard and it's tough and they're going through something. But there's this community cheering them on. And don't we all need those cheers every now and then, right? Just think about it. Think about when you are doing something and you're struggling, yet you have people alongside you and they are cheering you on. Doesn't that give you the motivation to keep going? to really put your whole heart into it. When I was in high school, I was on the cross-country team, indoor track and outdoor track, and I was a distance runner. 
I don't have speed. <laughs> Belt tops, we don't have any speed. <laughs> but long distance, I got the stamina. I can get into that mental space and keep putting one foot in front of the other. But I always got challenged when it came to running two miles on the track, especially in indoor because the track was half the size. So now you're doing twice the numbers around that circle. And to me, it was boring. I loved cross country because you were out. You were running through different trails. You were seeing different things. It was amazing, which is why I can't even run on a treadmill. To me, it's, oh my goodness, so boring. I admire the people who can get on, stay focused, keep going. I lose my mind, (laughs) you know? Run a marathon, sure. Asked to run one mile on a treadmill, oh my gosh, complete dread. (laughs) Craziness, right? But when I was running indoor track, my team was amazing. They would go from kind of planting themselves around the track and cheering me on along the way. And there would be this one song that they would sing to me. And I would look forward to getting to that next person to hear them and see them. But if they weren't there, oh my goodness, it would be so much harder than it was. The same thing was when I was running the marathon. My goodness, that was one of the most epic things I have done in my life. And if it is something you are ever considering doing and thinking about, I encourage you to trust yourself and know that if you put in the hard work, if you really commit to it, you can absolutely do it. It 100% takes all that hard work and it takes that dedication. But man, what a journey. And I ran in New York City. And this is what was incredible about it. The crowd. The crowd was absolutely electric. And I had gone to the marathon years prior, and this is what actually sparked my interest in running. I don't think I ever would have thought about it had I not witnessed it in person. So at the time, my aunt and uncle were running it, and we went to cheer them on. And we only stayed in one spot, so we, when we saw them, we saw them only for a brief moment. But still, you see every walk of life, everything, everything to the most fit, amazing athletes to someone who you can just see that look of determination in their eye. And they might not look like the fittest person and you're saying, how are they going to make it across the finish line? And it's that, that mindset, that determination, and they do it. And being a spectator, you cheer for everyone. It doesn't matter that you don't know almost every single person that is out there. You are cheering wildly for them. One thing that my uncle told me to do before I ran, which I am so, so glad that he told me to do because this made a huge difference. He said to put my name on the front of my shirt. And when I was at the marathon, I saw people doing it. But when I was going to run it, I didn't even think to do that myself. But anytime I saw someone's name, I would cheer for them. And now here I am a runner and my name is across the front of my shirt. 
and people were calling my name. And there is something really sacred about your name. And when someone says it, your ears perk up, right? And you get interested. Ooh, they're talking to me. You know, if someone is saying, go, 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 you got this. Yeah, they could be saying it to the eight other people that are around me. But no, they said Jennifer. They're talking directly to me. How amazing. And there was this moment where I had one earphone in because I knew the bridges were going to be tough. Because the bridges are the only place where there are no spectators. And so I knew then I was going to need my music. But the side of the road that I was going to be the majority of the time running on, I kept that earphone out so I could hear the crowd. And they carried me through the race. And there was this one part where the crowd started to say my name. And I looked and I acknowledged that I heard them because it was definitely helping me keep taking those steps and moving and grooving. And because I acknowledged that I heard them, more people started to cheer my name. And before I knew it, it was like block after block. And I felt like I owned the city. These random strangers cheering wildly just for me. And me looking at them and saying, thank you, giving a thumbs up, grateful that they are there. Oh, incredible. And it just goes to show that we don't need to personally know each other to be able to support and cheer each other on. What matters is that we simply show up and do it for each other. And it doesn't have to be this huge, amazing thing. Standing there cheering is not a lifelong commitment, right? It's a few minutes, hours of your time, depending upon maybe you just walked up to the race for a moment, but are going back home somewhere. Maybe you spent the whole entire day there. But you're absolutely making the day of those people who are passing. And there are moments, you know, when in my head I was thinking, I can't do this. I'm going to give up. And then someone says my name, and I'm like, oh, no, I, I got this. I can keep on going. What also made the race beyond epic for me was the support that I received from my family. And they did their own marathon themselves where they went around all of New York City and saw me at different miles throughout the race. And... I knew what mile they were going to be at. I wrote it on my hand so that I wouldn't forget because if I just had it in my head, it would be gone. <laughs> and I knew at what particular mile did I need to be on the left side of the road or did I need to be on the right side of the road in order to see them because the streets in New York are expansive. So if you're not on the right side of the road that they're on, you will completely, totally miss them. And I remember I saw them for the first time in Brooklyn and that's in the beginning of the race. And as I was starting the race, there's this little worry. Did they make it? Are they going to be here? Because you don't have communication with them. You know, my cell phone is tucked away. I'm not texting <laughs> during the middle of the race. And you're worrying, oh my gosh, will they be there? Will they be there? And then you see their faces. Oh, they made it. They're here. <laughs> We're in this now together, me and them. Because they're going on their own journey throughout the city and they have to make it on certain subways and they have to cross roads and do all sorts of things, right? 
to make it to the different miles that I'm going to be at. And seeing them lifted me up. And then knowing that I was going to see them how many other times after. Oh, what an amazing feeling of relief. I had my support. I had my crew. I wasn't doing this alone. Yes, I was running the race alone. I was the one who put in all of those hours of training leading up to this. I woke up early mornings running in the dark. I ran miles out and back all by myself, sweating in the hot heat or bundling up because it was freezing. I had moments when I couldn't run anymore and I had to walk. There was even one time where, oh my goodness, I was struggling beyond struggling. And I called Dustin. I said, you have to pick me up. I I can't make it home. (laughs) And he came and he picked me up. But I showed up. I sat on the couch for a half hour, scrolling social media, not wanting to go out for that run. Yet finally forcing myself out the door. And then so grateful that I did. But Man, did it take effort to get out the door. I was the one that did that. But I wasn't alone. All along that way, even leading up to the marathon, people checking in with me. How does your training go? What's going on? How are you feeling? They were there supporting me. And that was so incredibly helpful. My mom, oh my goodness, I don't think I have ever seen her more proud of me Then during that span of time when I was training and when I ran and after the marathon, she told everybody that she knew, oh, my daughter's training for the marathon. She's training for the marathon. And then the the look on her face is a permanent memory in my mind when I saw her during race day. It was this mile so wide the biggest smile I think I ever saw my mom smile for me. And I felt wonderful seeing that, knowing that she was really enjoying this moment and I was able to give that to her. And we were in this together because I'm here doing this and now she's having this experience. And what a gift this is to both of us. And that is life, isn't it? We are in this together. We create experiences and moments and times for each other. And it is something that happens naturally because what we are doing is following our passions, going after our dreams, doing things that we want to do that someone we know won't ever do. But they kind of get to live through it vicariously through you. And sometimes they get to be a part of the experience like that marathon. Where, yeah, my mom wasn't out there physically running beside me, but she was there and she was in it and she was feeling the excitement and the electricity of the moment. And what a gift that is. And the only way that these things happen is when we choose to follow what really is our passion. And not keep it squirreled away and kind of hidden, 
but inviting others in. Think of the experiences you have had because someone invited you somewhere that you never would have gone. One thing Dustin and I love to do is to go to car shows. He loves cars. That's his jam. I, you know, they're great to look at, (laughs) but that's kind of as far as it goes for me, right? But he wants to go, so sure, you know, I'll go along with you. This is something you're interested. I absolutely support you and love that you're into this. And yeah, when I'm there, I'm not there for the cars, but what do I enjoy? I enjoy being outside in the fresh air. I enjoy being in that moment in time with Dustin, seeing the excitement that he gets when he sees something that is really cool and rare or something that is interesting to him. I enjoy walking around. And it brings us together. I never, ever would have gone to a car show had it not been for him. Never. And when Emma was really, really tiny, we even went to one. And it was great to be out as a family doing something that we can do together and have those experiences. And now it's going to be fun to bring her as she gets older. It's amazing the things that people introduce us to. Recently at work, we were just talking about what concerts you have gone to, what is your first concert. And one concert that I went to in college was to see Marilyn Manson. And that is not (laughs) my normal choice of music. I am more of a Dave Matthews, Jack Johnson, Bob Seger kind of gal. So Marilyn Manson is completely off (laughs) in a totally different direction. But I had friends that were going. They had an extra ticket. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll go. And what an experience. And I think I maybe knew two songs of his. And not that they're even on my playlist, but I knew them from hearing them. But the show that he put on was unbelievable. I didn't even have to know any of the music. Watching his performance, there was one part in the show where he was standing on these stilts and he was leaning over into the crowd. And it was wild. I mean, how anyone even thought to do that. And there he is and he's doing it. And incredible. An experience I never would have had. But it's this togetherness. It's sharing our things with each other. It's connecting. And that is what life is all about. And that is, you know, to bring it back to the fairy notes, what that is. It's that moment of connection where you don't have to be going through the same exact experience as someone. But bottom line is we're all human. We all know what it feels like to go through a really hard time. And we know that when we are in that moment, we need love and support. We need to know that we're not alone. And having that helps us go beyond. It helps us keep moving forward. It is the gift of connection. It's what we all, we all need as humans. This month is the anniversary of my mom's passing. And she, gosh, was 25th, 
18. So. Seven years? Am I doing the math right? <laughs> Look, I'm t- I got to tell you, I'm terrible with numbers. But wow, it feels like yesterday. But it has been a while. And it is because of her passing that fairy notes came to be. Because I had an amazing coworker at the time who rather than send one sympathy card from the entire team that everybody signed, she bought a stack of note cards and everybody filled out their own. And each day more cards were flooding my mailbox. And in a time that was truly, really hard and difficult, there was something to look forward to. There was this ray of light. And the love I felt, oh my goodness, was something I knew that everybody needed to feel. Because we all need that. We all need to know that we are loved. Yes, we do. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So connect with others. Share yourself. Don't hide your light. Allow others to come along on the journey with you. And become a fairy. Because I got to tell you, it is so simple to do. All you have to do is write a little note. Fill out a postcard, whatever it is. And you will make the day of someone. You will completely light them up. And isn't that what we all want to do in life? Share that love and connection. Oh, it is wonderful to be sitting back in this seat, knowing you're there on the other end of this microphone. I am grateful, grateful that you're along on this journey with me. And I am going to pull a card. A little something that we can tuck away in our pocket for this week. This is something that I have been doing on the podcast this year, and I love it. Because pulling oracle cards are really very grounding for me. They are something that, I don't know, helps me find my way. And so today I'm going to be using a different deck than I have been using for a while, and it's called... The Oracle of the Seven Energies by Colette Baron reed And I invite you to open your mind, to allow your heart to be open to whatever message we're about to receive. And I am shuffling the cards and asking the universe for a message for all of us. And if the message comes up and you say, oh, wait a minute, I don't want to hear that. Pay a little bit more attention to it because it really, truly might be exactly what you need. All right, let's see what this week's message is. Ooh, the card is a powerful move. Interesting. And let's see what a powerful move is all about. Action, movement with purpose, effort, putting into motion your intention, making choices from an empowered and thoughtful place 
positive changes. The time for reset is over. Change is in the air. This is a powerful time when deliberate action is needed to move your intentions out of the realm of thought and into the material from ideas into action. How do you approach your relationship to the invisible world as it influences the visible? Do you see the relationship? Do you recognize yourself as a unique, whole, and worthy being who has a special place in the world? whose offerings are valuable, and whose life has meaning. You are a mighty co-creator. So step into the power and set your intentions. Manifest in the world. Real positive change is possible when you make choices from an authentic self and take a conscious step toward your dreams. To take step toward your intended experience, start first with the way you think. Let curiosity be the focus for now and display a willingness to discover new things instead of confirming your past expectations. Be open. Be clear about your motives and desires and set your intention. Then step into the magic just waiting for you to claim it. Traveling, moving, flowing, flying. Whatever describes the changes in your life, know that these are called for now. Act with thoughtfulness and awareness. And remember to be true to yourself. What is called for now is doing the thing that needs to be done. All will be better than well. What an exciting time indeed. Oh my goodness, what an epic card. (laughs) I love it. Just take that in for a moment. The time is now. It is now time to recognize What is it you want? And to really see the value that what you want holds. Your life has meaning. And the way you step into it creates that meaning. There is this chance for real positive change. And you can step into the magic and you can claim it and you can unearth all of the joy. Oh my goodness, I am just smiling from ear to ear because think of the potential, think of the possibilities. What an exciting time. Yes, yes, yes. I invite you to come on over to the Soul Circle community and share what does this mean for you? What intentions do you want to set? What do you want to claim? What steps forward do you want to take? This is your time. Let's put it all out into the universe and watch it magically come true. Mm. Oh, I thank you so much for being here. You are shining a brilliant light in this world, and it would not be if it wasn't you. I will be back with a new episode soon, and I just want to send you a giant hug from New Jersey and know that you are not alone. Come on over to the Soul Circle community, come hang out with me, and let's keep stepping forward. Sending you so much love. Have a wonderful week ahead.